Hi, Glenn Broggett back with uh, Pioneer 90.1 on this uh, fine morning, and we have a fine guest to go with an even better morning. And it's uh, this is really funny. I read a lot of books, and I interview a lot of guests uh, about their books, but I like to, uh, from time to time, find some local uh, authors in something with local topic matter, and I think I've found the sweet, sweet spot. I mean, I, when I went to high school and graduated in 1994, the, you know, I, we had consolidated our schools. I graduated in Tri-County of Carlstad, and and I, uh, you know, I was in junior high and elementary when uh, Tri-County consolidated with Strandquist. Uh, the Warriors and the Rabbits became the Wildcats. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk about the consolidation and where it's gone since then. What I want to do is take you back in time, back in the day when, when small towns, most small towns had a school or a nearby school. And we had so many fun athletic rivalries within the small towns up here in northwestern Minnesota. And my guest today has put out a wonderful book. She is not only the author, but the daughter of the man that we are going to be talking about in this wonderful, wonderful book called A Tale of Two Basketball Towns and Their Coach, Jim Musburger, Strandquist in Carlstad, Minnesota from 1956 to 1979. She has written great books in the past uh, that have uh, tickled our nostalgia bone, our small town nostalgia bone. But this time, this goes a little bit deeper. This goes uh, not only uh, into the small town, but this hits family. And also the legacy of one man and his coaching through the years and just how many people still remember and love this man who is still with us today here in 2019. We're going to talk with his daughter, the author of the book, A Tale of Two Basketball Towns, uh, Jill Musburger Johnson. Jill, welcome to Pioneer 90.1 FM. We had you on a while back uh, when you were promoting the Little Minnesota book, but it's so cool to have you back on to talk about something that is so close to the area and so close to to my heart uh, when we talk about these small towns up in Northwest. Western Minnesota. Well, thanks, Glenn. It's fun to talk to a another Carlstead rabbit. There aren't. Uh, it's kind of a, a select group of people that belong in that class. So this is this is fun for me to to talk to you. Yes, yes. I guess I would be considered a little rabbit, but I was definitely in in, in the first few years uh, of my elementary and into the, into my junior high years was definitely a rabbit through and through. And after your dad had uh, left the school, moved on, they had uh, put. Uh, did you ever get a chance to see the picture of the big mural we used to have it in our big gymnasium, our new gymnasium at that time? Uh, no, that in local, I did not. An, no, I haven't seen that. Oh, see, but. it has long been removed. It was uh, back when we were the rabbits, and it was this big muscular rabbit breaking through a wall and his name was ace he had a tattoo if you ask somebody for a picture of it you you really if you haven't seen it it, it's definitely a sight to see it was uh well i have to get my dad back up there to see that mural because i know he'd really enjoy seeing that oh yeah you gotta definitely show show him the picture of that but yes yes your dad i mean we talk about carlstad and strandquist and uh even you move up to new folden and and and, you know for a time like bronson Really, yeah, well, it, you can't really write about about Strangquist and Carlston without writing about all the surrounding towns. You know, Argyle, Stephen, Kennedy, Warren, uh, Humboldt, they were all all a part of our experience growing up in, in northwestern Minnesota. And, and you know, I, I'd heard all these great stories over the years but had not really considered compiling them into a book until one of Dad's athletes, Tim Olson, suggested that I collect stories from all of his former athletes and coaches and put them together. And so that's what I, that's what I did, Glenn. I, I 
contacted as many of the athletes and coaches and fans that I could find, asked them to send in their memories. Eighty of them responded wow. with stories, great stories. One thing I learned about, about athletes while writing this book is that they have tremendous memories, much better than the rest of us. They could recall every game from 50 years ago which is, is remarkable. They could remember the scores, who had the most points, who won, what the standings were in the conference, and on and on. Well, that's the thing about sports fans, and especially uh, those who competed in, in, you know, in, 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 you know, in high school and stuff, because those memories are so burnt in. You know, it could be 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and this is just such a cool thing, the way that you, you said about putting together this book about uh, your father and, and, and these co- the towns that he had the chance and opportunity to coach, because it really is such a great time capsule. Back when, you know, when small-town yeah. rivalries just meant something, I mean, you only had to go a few miles up the road and things would sometimes get heated. But, I mean, in this era, uh, this long era of consolidation with little towns beginning you know, to, uh, just because of population decline and other reasons, moving into other towns and forming, the, so it's rivals forming up these uh, big consolidated schools. I think they, the younger fan, by taking a look at this book or listening to the elders, can really get an idea of just how special small-town rivalries were up here. Well, you know, basketball was the only winter sport in most towns. And so, you know, your whole social social life during the winter centered around, around the basketball uh, team and your trips to various towns in the area to watch them play. And it's, you know, the, there used to be 16 towns at one time in that, in that sub-district, that district area, and now they're down to seven. And you wonder how that will evolve over the years and how that will change, too. So, yeah, it was a, it was a golden time in, in basketball and sports in general uh, during the 50s and, and the 60s and the 70s. And I, I, one of my favorite interviews was with Donnie Carlson, who, was, who grew up in Strangquist and was one of Dad's first athletes in 1956. And, you know, he talks about... Jim Musburger coming to town and teaching them how to play basketball. And then at the end of the year, taking them to Williams Arena in the cities for the state basketball tournament. And, you know, Donnie said they, they got into Williams Arena and most of them had not been out of northwestern Minnesota. And they took one look at the arena and said, I wonder how many hay bales you could put in here. <laughs> that was their first response. So uh, the athletes sent in tremendous stories. You really, you, you couldn't make this stuff up. You know, it was uh, unbelievable. It was a different era. Uh, people could get away with more, could do more things, and, and it was a special time. Yeah, well, most certainly it was. I mean, it was like these guys, you know, the, the traveling and stuff. And I remember even just being a young kid in school, how, you know, we would get on these, you know, when there was a big game going on, how sometimes around the, they'd gather up the bus, a couple of buses. And, and it used to have where they used to bring a bus, sometimes two buses to these, to these oh, games. Yeah. And I know a couple of the athletes wrote about how they would take these trips on the buses through, you know, extremely adverse weather. And if they couldn't make it to the, the next town, they would stop at a, a farmyard and the coach would go in and call the superintendent and ask if they could turn around and go back because the roads were too bad or it was too cold or whatever. And then they also, and they also talked about times when you would get to games and the weather was so bad that you had to spend the night in the Hallock gym 
or the Kennedy gym or whatever. So, yeah, you know, we pretty much risked everything to get to these games, which is crazy when you think about it now. My my dad uh, was uh, a AAA guy for a while, and there was a couple times during the winters, I remember being a young kid, getting calls uh, to, to pull people out who were heading to the basketball game, and it, was, and it was from Lake Bronson to Kennedy. Now, we think about it today, that's just a hop and a skip, but I mean, when the weather got started, I mean, the inclement weather, sometimes it wouldn't keep these fans. I mean, it, that was just the love and the dedication, but that really, when you were talking about that, that really did bring back memories of, of, of my dad taking those calls and barely getting out to pull them out. Yes. Yeah, but that's that's just what you did. It was it was that that important, and um, there was so much spirit and pride in everybody with their their team and their school, and 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 the stories that are told by Coach Musburger, his athletes and fellow coaches, they they recall that that pride and and that spirit and and the impact that the small town sports had on their lives and on their communities. And of course, the coach. I mean, just I mean, again, you had what eighty some pe- stories gathered together. I yeah, mean, think about eighty some. It's really remarkable. You know, all the way from nineteen fifty six to nineteen seventy nine. It's quite a range there. And I, I, my father just found out not too long ago that he will be inducted into the Minnesota Coaches Hall of Fame on October 12th in Minneapolis. So this has been a, a, a wonderful experience for him during the twilight of his life. He's 89 years old, gets to go down to uh, Minneapolis and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, 50 of his athletes and, and friends are coming to the banquet to support him. And so this will be a, a wonderful evening for, for everyone. You know, when you think about it, I mean, he, he was uh, such a great coach, had so many good years, but, you know, the wins and the losses and the championships and the tournaments are one thing. But I think the, the real takeaway from this is just what kind of an impact he left on their lives and how much they remember. So many people remember him so fondly. And they, I think that's the true test of, of a good coach. It's sometimes not only uh, how many winning seasons they had, but just how much they affected the, these kids that became adults, that became Parents yeah, you know, and I didn't expect that. That surprised me. I mean, I knew he was was well respected, and but I, I did not expect the outpouring of affection and and devotion and you know and continued respect that his his athletes um, held for him. We have a little bit of time here before we go. Uh, we haven't even gotten to mention where, where people who are interested in, in checking out the book, I mean, of course, there's uh, Amazon, but you've also been able to get this book out into the local communities as well. So can you give yes. a little bit to listeners about where they could find this book? Because I think yes. if somebody found this locally, I think this would be something they would grab and, and share. And, and I think this would be something that would good, be good for grandparents to share with grandkids or fathers and sons because there's a lot of cool stories. There's a lot of great memories. But can you tell us where people can gain access? Yes, um, the Nordisk uh, gift shop in Carlston has gone through a couple cases of books, so I know it's selling very well there. The Red Poppy in Faustin, um carries the book. Woolen Mills in Bemidji has the book, and all of these stores will mail the book to you if if you can't can't get there. And if you you know would like a copy, I can also mail you one. Um, give me a call or or. Uh, an email and I can send you um, 
a copy also. Before we go, what what was Dad's reaction like once you told him about the project and then giving him the finished project and letting him know kind of what what was it like for him? Because that's a lot. That's pretty overwhelming for a guy to have all of this this all of this yeah. love, man. That's a good question, Glenn. I think it, he didn't expect it. It was completely unexpected. I. I told him to tell me stories, which, you know, he, he's always been a good storyteller and has always shared stories. And so I told him I would be asking him to share more stories and I would be asking his athletes and fellow coaches and fans to share stories. And so he thought, you know, it would just be a little compilation of stories that he could glance through and did not really expect a, an actual book to come out of it. I think he's a little, uh, he's pleased. He's also a little embarrassed or uh, uh, kind of shy about the whole thing. It's a lot of attention for somebody, especially at age 89, but he's handling it all with good grace. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. Uh, the book is A Tale of Two Basketball Towns and Their Coach, Jim Musburger, Strandquist in Carlstead, Minnesota, 1956 to 1979. You don't even have to be in the area to, to really get in and enjoy the story. If you're a fan of sports, you will love these stories of the way small-town basketball was. It's not unlike what's a football in other parts of the country. It was a, a rabid thing that people then loved. They followed with such passion. And when you had good coaches and good advisors and good guides like Jim Musburger. It actually it made the whole experience good, not only for the players, but but fans alike. Jill Musburger-Johnson, thank you so much for sharing uh, information about your dad's life and this wonderful book. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate it. For Pioneer 90.1, I'm Glenn Broggett.